welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm your co-host, Senior Associate Editor of Cargo Facts, Robert Luke. And I'm Jeff Lee, Editor of Cargo Facts. It wouldn't be a romantic summer night in June if we didn't talk about Paris and how much we want to go all 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 day. We have a lot of oui, oui. breaking news from the uh, Paris Air Show, starting with there was Air Algerie, the first customer of the 737 BCF, placing an order for that was that was two Jeff, wasn't it? Yes, it was too. Um, and uh, yeah, so they were actually one of the earliest uh, customers and operators of uh, the 737-800 BCF program. Um, but this was uh, slightly surprising, I guess. Um, but overall, the, there wasn't a uh, the same amount of um, freighter orders and announcements as uh, the Farm Brea show last year, of course. So, uh, and this was, you know, one of the only ones, um, and it was for two uh, BCFs. They um, they currently have one um, BCF. So this, uh, in terms of the growth, um, you know, th this is pretty significant for them. Um, we'll see um, whether they they I would. I think that they're going to use um, some of their own uh, passengers, 737 Um They do have some that are around the, the, the right age. Um, what we don't know is when um, the, when these conversions are, are scheduled to take place um, and where. Uh, we, we've tried to find out, um, but so far we haven't um, heard back yet. Um, but uh, you know, on the topic of the Paris Air Show and uh, BCF orders, um, we also had a maybe um, also a surprising um, order from Nordic Aviation Capital um, for one conversion. Um, and what's interesting about this one is that the the uh, the induction um, is taking place in 2026, um, which is quite a long time away. And uh, they said so that we we had a story about them uh, buying their first seven three seven eight hundreds um, because of course this this is a new type for for this lessor, um, and they they told us that they were thinking about um, you know converting them into freighters. Uh, I guess what we didn't expect was for the uh, the announcement to come so soon. Um, but uh, for now, it's only one, um, which uh, you know might mean that they're just uh, testing that platform out um, or it could be for you know other reasons I don't I'm not sure but well, uh, Nordic Aviation case... Capital was the first to order the Embraer conversions weren't they they are uh, one of the yes one of the first either the first and or I know second. Uh, Robert don't you have some more information about that program yeah, we're going to sidestep for a minute, and then, Jeff, you can come back in. But Embraer has uh, made an official announcement that they've reached an agreement with um, Lenzau Aviation Industry Development Group for 20 E-190 
F and E-195E jets. So kudos to the Embraer team. Uh, this is a order that will launch at least 20 of the conversion P2Fs in China, which is something we knew Embraer has been working on uh, quite extensively for some time now, as of course, China is developing a firmly good reputation for being not only uh, a good place to convert your aircraft, but they are becoming very quick with their efficiency in delivering aircraft in a timely uh, manner as well. So uh, we look forward to seeing how that further develops. And uh, I do want to say that, you know, I'm a strong supporter of the Embraer program, and I believe that the aircraft is going to make quite a nice little niche freighter type in the industry. And uh, I think it will thrive as it continues to build up more momentum and the first prototype nears its uh, certification completion approvals and things of that sort. So um, what I would like to say, uh, you know, from the Paris Air Show, not to kind of compare it to last year's Farnborough, I think it is kind of exciting to see that there is still some movement despite the downturn in the industry as many are predicting or experiencing or forecasting to continue going forward. Uh, I think it shows that there is still some life left in the industry and uh, I look forward to seeing more vital signs of life versus flatline continuing to develop as we progress through the 2023 year. Um, Jeff, kind of switching it back to you, do you want to share some thoughts on the Embraer program and the uh, groundbreaking news announcement that we just saw at the Paris Air Show in addition to what you were previously discussing? Well, hold on. Don't pass it back to Jeff quite yet to get off off the train because you just mentioned the market outlook and both Boeing and Airbus um, produced the market outlook. And I want Jeff to be able to speak about that because these are updated numbers from last year. But there's Fair so enough. many highlights in the things that you just said. I, I really want to give our opportunities to opportunity to chew on them because you, you mentioned Nordic Aviation Capital. You mentioned Embraer. Them having a line in China is huge. And you know what? As far as getting into the freighter industry, you know who else has lines in China? Uh, you have you have Boeing. Everybody and you have else. Three twenty one precisions. Yeah, everybody else has 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 lines in in China for some very AEI. serious mar mm -hmm. market capping capital type. So this is a um, it, it's not a surprising move in that it doesn't make sense, but it's it. It, I think it shows a lot of the program, and it's interesting that Nordic Aviation Capital has such close ties with both Embraer and Boeing, given the nuance of the relationship that Embraer and Boeing share. Um, so I wonder where exactly this line in China will end up, and if maybe uh, somehow um, there might be some cooperation down Man. down the road. How does this also uh, impact the Comac ARJ-121? You know, um, you know, you're going right into their backyard and they just released this too. How does that impact their potential uh, recognition, uh, interest and in growth going forward? But Jeff, I'm sorry, I'll let you continue forward. Um, yeah, so the this deal is with um, a, an entity in Lanzhou, which is in uh, Gansu province, but, um, and it, it kind of, um, reminds me of the deal that Precision had with uh, the Sichuan group for the 321 PCF program. Um, and and I, I wonder if we're going to see more of these kinds of deals, um, you know, basically teaming up with an entity, uh, kind of a provincial uh, entity in China to um, set up a conversion line 
that is going to be initially at least producing um, these freighter conversions for that entity. Um, and, you know, like, so obviously these kinds of uh, relationships and provincial bodies in China are um, very complex and the, the their various uh, interrelationships are also very complicated. Um, so, I mean, I, I have to wonder where uh, these, um, I mean, if if this deal is firmed up, where these conversions are going to end up, um, you know, is is that is the Landro Group going to uh, lease them to other uh, um, carriers in China, or um, is this for a potential um, new um, airline in within that province um, that is in the works? I mean, that we don't. There are a lot of uncertainties, of course, but uh, it, it does remind me of the, the deal um, between uh, Precision and the Sichuan Aviation Group. Um, and it, I think overall it just represents um, a growing interest um, and willingness on the on the part of these, uh, you know, various state or um, provincial entities in China um, to invest in uh, the freighter business, freighter um, orders and um, conversion facilities. Now, w one thing, um, it, and, and Robert, stop me right now if you had something more that you wanted to say on the Embraer, because I'm about to switch our gears. Oh, no, you can, you can proceed. One thing that w you also said, Robert, was about the market conditions. And I, I know we, we have an update of our market outlook, but if you want to compare um, uh, Paris to Farnborough, um, this year and last year, then I think the biggest comparison would be how orders from Indian Airlines uh, drove the show as far as driving success. Now, particularly um, that I'm referring to this year, it was it, it was split less evenly between Boeing and Airbus on passenger orders, and Airbus taking a massive order for 500 um, A320. Neos um, alongside a number of A321s. We don't exactly have the um, the exact figures there, but a, a truly incredible order, again, coming from Indian Airlines. Um, now, to put that in pers perspective, every day, American Airlines flies around 700 thousand pounds of cargo a little bit over that and that's according to business insider now we know the american airlines fleet is a variety of aircraft uh they, they operate a number of them um so to break that you have to compare that figure the seven hundred and fifteen thousand, with the um with what would be in the American Airlines fleet, what you could get out of the Indigo fleet. And obviously, I think the Indigo fleet's going to be, even after this order, slightly less because of the, because of the change in types. Um, but that's hard to tell um, because every, you know, when you're dealing with belly capacity alone for these aircrafts, every airline's going to do it a little bit differently. Um, uh, you could say the same thing more about Southwest oper operation, whose uh, cargo volumes on their belly capacity is as has been increasing dramatically over the last couple of years. Um, but we wanted to take note of that the potential increase in belly capacity from Indigo. Um, uh, Jeff, Robert, did you have anything you wanted to say on that? 
I'll just say this. I think it's going to create an enormous feed stock supply uh, with this order that Air Indigo is, is uh, Indigo is placing. Excuse me. Um, if you look at their current fleet, it's primarily A320s and 321s as it is. So my only question, because I like to try to dig a little deeper and, and, and analyze this, does this strengthen? Uh, we know it's going to strengthen the 321 uh, conversion market, passenger freighter conversion market. But does this give new life or resuscitate the slow uh, momentum that's been happening with the A320 freighter? Or are we still under the same expectations as far as the uh, growth capabilities of that freighter type? Well, um, I mean, in the Indigo fleet um, is almost all of their A320 family aircraft are uh, already NEOs. So, I mean, that. The, the immediate um, effect based on this alone on the in terms of feedstock, uh, you know, not so sure about that, um, although you could argue that with them uh, possibly, you know, removing some of their older NEOs um, and there's a general um, basically a, a cascade effect of these NEOs then making their way to other carriers that do not have NEOs, um, and then those carriers uh, retiring their A320s or A321s. Um, but uh, I think in terms of the the effect this has on the A320 freighter conversion program, um, not sure. Um, it's not like there aren't already a bunch of other um, A320 CEOs, uh, you know, that could serve as feedstock right now. I think it's not as much a feedstock problem as the, uh, you know, just the the demand uh, right now, at least uh, for that type. But I mean, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, um, we'll and see. And the only reason I say that is because if I'm looking at it from Indigo's perspective, these airplanes that are coming in are going to replace the ones that they have, and the ones they have, they already know. So would this, and I'm not saying this is the direction it's going, but could it potentially encourage them to take some of their own aircraft that they're that they're going to be replacing with the newer ones and transition up to freighters? Because there's there's a lot of elements involved here. One, the uh, surplus order that they just placed is large and basically is like a complete fleet overhaul, if you think about it, just on the sheer number alone. Um, and once the final numbers are identified, that will determine how, you know, what the actual events that will take place will happen or occur. But two, we know India is the new uh, breeding ground for car for air cargo growth and development. You know, that's the focal point that everyone from what we've been talking to has been saying is the place to be right now as far as that region of the world is concerned. So I'm looking at those factors. And again, I'm not promising or, or, or putting my stamp of firmness on it to say that this is what's going to happen. But I, I, I've got an open eye. I got one eye open looking to see how this is going to translate going forward now that this deal has been announced. Yeah, I mean, well, we don't know how many um, of these 500 uh, aircraft are going to serve as uh, replacements or for growth, but um, we know that they, uh, they've they actually already retired some of their uh, older NEOs. Um, so we... Yeah, we don't we don't know how whether this um, water is all for growth or uh, for replacement. But um, on the freighter side, I will say that 
they, uh, I mean, they obviously have two A321 P2Fs right now. Um, and uh, we, in fact, they, I mean, they told us recently that um, they expect um, a third one um, in the not too distant future. In fact, that aircraft, um, we believe, is the first aircap um, A321 P2F. Um, that is currently undergoing conversion, went to Singapore uh, a month or two ago. Um, and uh, they m might take a fourth one, uh, but they, they did say that, uh, you know, even with their massive uh, passenger fleet, they probably won't, um, you know, take their, their freighter fleet uh, to anything much bigger than that, uh, which is, um, yeah, it, it is interesting um, because, as you say, India is such a big market, but we're not seeing um, for now the, the same kind of uh, numbers and growth on the freighter side as uh, in China, for example. So um, maybe that's just, um, you know, the market isn't quite there yet. Uh, will it ever reach the, the same um, nature and scale as China? We don't know. Interesting perspective. I would say uh, real briefly, uh, congratulations to ASL UK. They just placed their first 737-800-BCF into operation earlier. Um, and FedEx also is uh, retiring additional older wide-body and narrow-body freighters from its fleet as it continues to do its uh, restructuring and realigning of its operational overhead and to integrate its air and ground services to be more efficient. Um, and just wanted to acknowledge those two key pieces of items that we uh, covered this week as part of the uh, Cargo Facts effort to keep you aware of what's happening in the industry. Uh, Andrew? Well, you give it back to me, but that is quite very literally all of the time that we have for today. So for more multimedia coverage like this, search Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify and search CargoFacts.com. Thank you very much for tuning in and join us again next time.